Shark Buggy. Shark Buggy. Shark Buggy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Shark Buggy. Named after the adjective to describe anything left in a loose, disorderly manner, which sums our conversations up rather nicely. My name is Katie Johnson, and in a moment we'll be joined by my good friend Howard Middleton from the Great British Bake Off. This is number three in our first series of podcasts. Other things with the number three? The number of baths taken by Louis XVI in his entire lifetime, and injuries recorded in Britain involving pencil sharpeners. We must say a huge thank you for tuning in over the past two weeks, including listeners in America. And we've even had fan mail. I had, um, I think, three people at least contacted me via Instagram. So Amy, I don't know where Amy is, but I'm sure she's in the, in the USA. But she got a little bit confused by the name of the podcast. So she called it Shaq Baggeray, which to me sounds like a very posh person swearing. <laughs> Uh, Rob, bless him, uh, he's tuning in whilst driving for work and Kristen, who also is in America, is um, listening whilst practising buttercream flower techniques. So I thought that was a lovely thing to do, yeah. Is he doing that every week? (laughs) We we must be conducive to sort of cake decoration, I think, which is quite nice. What have you been up to then this week? Anything to report? The big thing that I've been doing is stocking up on what you might call battery de cuisine. It's basically kitchenware. So... Oh, batter, battery what? Battery de cuisine? Battery de, de cuisine. It's a French term and I think it means like kitchen artillery or something like that, as if you're going into battle with your food. Put the knife down. Well, this is it. What started me off was I thought I needed a photogenic fork, right? Because when I do sort of advertising classes and I take shots of things that I've I've baked, you want it to look very kind of classy and stylish and so on. And we've only got, not that there's anything wrong with IKEA forks, but they're not the most stylish looking ones. So I thought I'll have a look online and see if I can purchase a photogenic one. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of David Mellor, not the politician, but the cutler. Um, no. he's, he's, oh, haven't you? oh, if you've never been in a David Mellor shop, oh, my goodness, there used to be one in Manchester when I was at uni, and it's one of these, like, gorgeous places where you go in and it smells of, like, beautiful wooden salad bowls and chopping boards, and, uh, oh, it's, it's just, honestly, it's intoxicating. So anyway, obviously we can't go into shops at the moment. But I I looked online for this fork and I found a couple and actually a little dessert knife as well. So I I, I thought I'll order them. But whilst I was looking, I saw some beautiful kitchen knives. Oh, God. So I've got a a sort of milestone birthday coming up in in May. And I said to my mum, could you get me some kitchen knives for my birthday? And my mum said, no. (laughs) doesn't... (laughs) You're not old enough. <laughs> no, she says, I don't, I don't like buying knives. Oh, no. So she wouldn't buy me any. So I thought, all right, then, blow you. I'll buy some myself. So anyway, I've, <laughs> I, I ordered a, um, a new set of knives and then agonised for three days about a knife block, um, about what, <laughs> what 
guy they blocked but it's it um and what i've done is i've actually sanded down my existing knife block and kind of re-oiled it and what have you and, and it looks really lovely now with the oh. new knives so. So you now have and a photogenic I've, fork, a knife, and I've a got, knife block. I've got two photogenic forks, a new knife block, and I also splashed out on two double-layer baking sheets, a bone china dipping bowl, top-of-the-range garlic press, and a continental glazing brush. So, yeah. <laughs> have you been doing any more running, i.e. round the lake and kicking boots? <laughs> accidentally do you know this very morning that i don't know if it was the same duck but it got in the way again and i'm thinking i can't understand why you don't just move out of the way i didn't kick it this time i was very very careful i avoided it have you checked that duck's all right howard well as i say i can't (laughs) i'm worried about it as well but I think it, it, if it was that one that didn't move this morning, it seems okay. It just has a kind of defiant duck-like look about it. <laughs> and, um, you know, we were chatting about things on, was it the German lady doing a YouTube apple strudels? But oh, yeah. I, I happened yeah. to put you into YouTube because I just wanted to see what you've been up to. And sure enough, that one with you running around the lake still on, you know, the one that was... <laughs> The one, oh yes, the one that slowed down and they've put to the theme tune from Baywatch. Is it that one? Yeah, it's awful. It isn't, isn't awful. It isn't <laughs> awful. Uh, now then, what books have we found this week? I've, I have to say, I found it. Well, it's going back to one that we I sort of kind of touched on a bit ago, but it's Modern yeah. Cookery Illustrated by Lydia Chatterton from 1938. And it's a it's All a right. cracking book. It has a piece on cooking carrots, H. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. <laughs> well, you love this. Do you remember when we uh, talked about Elizabeth, uh, Isabella Beaton? And she said yes, that cooking yes. pasta for, was it one hour and three quarters? <laughs> so this is cooking carrots. Hang on, let's get back to it. To boil. Young carrots, 45 minutes. <laughs> Old carrots... <laughs> one and a half to two hours Re- reading some of this has made me wonder did they have a different definition of boiling because they do seem to cook everything for for so long there cannot be any taste at all surely i mean i, I know we used to laugh and say at christmas mum would have put the brussels sprouts on <laughs> at the beginning of christmas eve morning ready for christmas day but it yeah. does make you wonder. And the other thing I found, Howard, with regard to cucumber, what would you say yeah. is the most unusual thing you've ever seen? <laughs> she says, <laughs> "Done with the cucumber." Yeah. Cookery, <laughs> cookery, Howard. Thank you. Yes. Yes. What's the What's the most unusual thing you've seen? Regards cucumber. You You clearly know that I have lived, don't you, by the fact that you had. <laughs> make make the distinction there about cookery. Mm. I don't know whether whether I've seen anything really interesting done with with cucumber. I mean, I, I, obviously in salads, and mm-hmm. I think we've talked before about uh, being on cruise ships where they carve things into yeah. shapes. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure you could carve a cucumber into a crocodile or something, mm-hmm. but. Um, but no, stir fry is about the limit in terms of cooking, I would have thought. But, okay. uh... In this book, there is, and I quote, fried cucumbers. What, in a batter are they? Or... One large or two small cucumbers, 
half a teaspoon mm. of salt, one dessert spoon of flour, frying batter, or egg and breadcrumbs and fat for frying. But, but then, <laughs> but then, time takes about 45 minutes. Temperature moderate. <laughs> <laughs> Enough for four persons. And it says, prepare the cucumber and steam for 40 minutes. And then it says brackets, see cucumber steamed, close brackets. Then drain the pieces and dry them. Flour them lightly, dip each piece in batter or in beaten egg, and then in breadcrumbs, and fry golden brown in boiling fat. Drain well and serve as a vegetable with grilled or roast meats or fried fish. There you go. So oh. fried. Well, I, I'm just having a look what Elizabeth Craig does with her cucumbers. She's got <laughs> stewed stewed cu cucumber, mm -hmm. which is is. I think that's quite similar to what you were saying because you are frying that and then putting it in stock, laying it on a hot vegetable dish and pouring gravy over. Can't imagine gravy on cucumber, can you? No. 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 Or she does cucumber au gratin. Which sounds very posh, doesn't it? With the bechamel sauce and some grated cheese on top. What I've noticed about a lot of these old cookery books, they're not terribly specific. So it'll say, boil slowly until tender. And you think, well, how long is that? It's, it's a bit open-ended, isn't it? It's like, it's like the technical challenge on Bake Off, bake until done. You know, it's like... But I think yeah. you're right about the boiling thing, because they must have had a different definition of boiling i mean is it is there different have you ah there's a point have we ever seen the word simmer in no. an old do you know i, I don't if, i'm having i'll have a look at this one i have don't think i've seen anywhere it says simmer no i can see here fast boiling mm -hmm. but but yes i mean I, i'm looking at my carrots in in this one let them boil until tender which will take an hour or rather less if the carrots are young. So that's about the same. So yes. they were still boiling, boiling big old carrots for an hour. <laughs> and these are not whole carrots. They're cut into what she calls convenient size pieces. If you weren't, a com uh, you know, accomplished in, in sort of household management and cookery, you must have agonised over what a convenient size piece look like, looks like, wasn't it? <laughs> I do like a baton though, Howard. Oh, I like a baton too, yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, there's yeah. a, you can buy this book, not, not as a regular thing, but you, you know TripAdvisor and the like and reviews. Yeah. There are reviews for this cookery book and most of them were of parents or grandparents uh, teaching the youngsters from this book and for their wedding day that's the youngsters they've received a yeah. copy of this book which i think is lovely but it, it's it's just tickles me with reviews but it's like there are reviews on TripAdvisor for shipwrecks have you ever seen that no yeah there's one in cyprus there's a shipwreck and there are tourist reviews it's not there for a tourist attraction. It just happens to be <laughs> a shipwreck and people going, no, not much to see, not much to see, it, not much to do type thing. Other than, well, you think, well, no, but it's not a tourist attraction. It's a shipwreck. What was that one about Ben Nevis? There was something on Ben Nevis as well, having a TripAdvisor thing about it. The, what, a shipwreck at Ben Nevis? No, no. <laughs> that was a high tide. If that's that's a bit... <laughs> <laughs> do you do reviews, Howard? Oh, don't ask me about reviews. Oh, oh my goodness. A few years ago now, I put a, um, a review for a restaurant on TripAdvisor. 
I hadn't booked the table. It was a friend of mine who'd booked the table. And um, the manager contacted her and said that this review, please take it down. Because it was slight, it wasn't in any way nasty or anything like that. I was just saying it wasn't my cup of tea. And some of the things on the menu were, I thought, a little bit disappointing. So I thought it was a very, very balanced review. But the um, the manager of the uh, restaurant then contacted my friend who had booked the table and, as I say, asked asked for this review to be taken down. And then he, he kept phoning her and sort of trying to find out who this person was. Oh. And then he found out who I am and uh, got very irate about it. So yeah, so I, I got into a bit of trouble over that. But I do I still refuse to take it down because I'm that kind of obstinate person, really. <laughs> I found the one about Ben Nevis. One star, very steep and too high. <laughs> they, they want a, a sort of mini version of it. Well, it says when we did get to the top, there was nothing there. Luckily, we'd brought some sandwiches and drinks, so anyone else climbing this one, be warned, there are no facilities at the top. <laughs> <laughs> what were they expecting? A little cafe or something, do you think? I don't know. It ends with... Or a toilet. Well, no, it says the long walk back down was boring and again took too long. It was a great relief to get back to our B&B in Fort William for a hot soapy bath and the joys of a flushing toilet with soft toilet rolls. This attraction is free, but I honestly couldn't imagine anyone, and I mean anyone paying to climb this it's nevis for goodness <laughs> oh and that must be awful when when you get up to the top and then you realize because it's a mountain you've got to come all the way back down again <laughs> I, th I don't think they quite understood what the mountain but the raison d'etre of a mountain is that you go, you go up it and then you come down <laughs> but the fact is probably, i can see them now maybe there was a family and he's saying it's all right, love. There'll be there'll be toilets at the top. There'll be a there'll be a cafe, and the children going. Are we nearly there yet? Yeah, it's all right. You'll be fine. Yeah, and there they are. Oh dear. I don't think I've done a couple of a couple of restaurant things, but no, I'm not. Um, I'm not very good at that. I just it makes me smile though. I do love reading them because some people take it very seriously, Howard, when they're doing a review. Oh yeah, and the other thing that I find fascinating as well is when when people leave a slightly critical review or sometimes a blatantly critical review, and the management then feel that they have to respond and, and get very angry <laughs> and sort of say, you know, you're never welcome here again, or if you'd known what you were ordering in the first place. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about going back to our cookery bits and pieces, Howard, and we, we've discovered, haven't we, about fried cucumbers. You know, onions, yes. do they make you cry? Mine's dreadful. No, I... Um usually use red onions and i must admit i don't know whether it makes a difference but i don't i don't tend to cry over a red onion now i use red so. onions for that very thing because they're not as bad but in this book from 1938 onions a very wholesome vegetable now i don't know if you've heard but if you wear swimming goggles or is it put a spoon in your mouth while peeling them or contact lenses yeah. all those help well uh, this particular lady says, if you sit down when peeling them, the fumes will not affect the eyes as they do if you stand over them. So we need to be sitting down, Howard, when we next do an onion. 
I've not got anywhere to sit in our kitchen, so... <laughs> oh, no, that's the point. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to try it because I'm putting a roast on later. This is an interesting one about onions. Mm. If you've got smelly hands from onions, Elizabeth Craig says a little mustard rubbed into the hands after peeling onions <laughs> will remove the odour. <laughs> well, you just smell a little of mustard. I smell of mustard. <laughs> By the way, I couldn't find a chair either for the kitchen. We'd love to hear from you. Just email podcast at theshackbaggerly.co.uk And where did Amy live? Wisconsin. Thank you for listening. Until the next time, have a good week. Mm-hmm.